Download the definitive guide to retirement. Learn ways to grow your wealth and generate income from your portfolio. Seven retirement income strategies once your portfolio reaches $500,000. My name is Carl Nelson. I am Joe Average for all private businesses, but I'm a millionaire. My wife and I are millionaires. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Joe Average Millionaire. Welcome to the Jam Session. And I'm going to try something a little bit different. I'm still working on the other 200 and odd things. But you know what? I look through my uh, computer and I see things come across that I, I just, out of curiosity, I want to check out. And here's one's coming from a company. It's a sponsored company from uh, Facebook and it's called Download the Definitive Guide to Retirement. Learn ways to grow your wealth and generate income from your portfolio. Seven retirement income strategies once your portfolio reaches $500,000. Now, the first thing that I get is $500,000 is not that much. <clears throat> so here's this free guide they're going to get for you. Let's see what the uh, comments are. Well, I don't see that. So learn more, right? You're a retirement guy. Get the guide. Put in my email. Another name. Oh, I'll just produce. They already have my information. I've looked at it before. So, all right. Continue. Wow, they want everything from me. Continue. All right. They want my E, they want, oh, I use a different number. Now offering virtual consultations with a local professional. Never hurts to get a second opinion on your retirement plan, which would be interested. Would you be interested in getting a free financial planning consultation? Not really. All right. Holy cow. See, this is what they do. They trap you. What is the approximate value of your investment portfolio? Well, I'll just put a million plus. Sometimes I say zero because I don't want to give off too much. Okay, so now here I can is uh, download that stuff. So let's see what this says. So all this, so they get my information. Definitive Guide to Retirement Income. Important. Oh, disclosure. Investing involves risk. Past performance is never a guarantee of future returns. That's a bunch of uh, gobbledygook that's required probably by the SEC. And, uh, you know, past profits do not indicate for... Not all past forecasts were, nor future forecasts may be as accurate as those predicted in here. That's just a weasel way to get out. Can I guide your retirement income? You consider how you'll pay for it. How much will your retirement cost? Well, that's a, a good question. Do you know how to generate retirement? From many current future retirees, those can be stressful questions that are often put off and left unanswered for too long. At our company, I'm just taking the name out, thousands of people, the world's most affluent, will help clients with many things. Blah, 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 blah. We have provided this guide at our own expense. We found educating retirees is good. So they're going after retirees. Simply want to take insights from their own. Okay. What are your retirement goals? See, now, uh, let me see. 
What are your plans for retirement? Enjoy golf course, travel, spend time with grandchildren, keep working on fearing. Okay, and experience this diversity of our, okay, talking about how many different clients they have. Avoid running out of money, obviously. Maintain or improve your lifestyle. Increase your wealth. And spend every cent. Don't want to die broke. Or you die broke. How much retirement cost? Cost. True. To react your goals, start to calculate how much your retirement will cost. Four factors. Living expenses, debt, taxes, insurance, health care. Discretionary spending, travel, hobbies, luxuries, children and grandchildren. I haven't heard. Inflation. I've talked about inflation. Uh, let's see. Many investors, see they're coming. Investors fail to realize how much inflation can have an impact. Since 1925, it's an average 3% per year. If that average inflation rate continues in the future, a person who currently requires $50,000 to cover, cover annual ex living expenses would need approximately 90000 in 20 years, 120000 in 30 years. Okay, that's, that's good information, nothing special. Talked about that when I graduated in 19, uh, got out of school in 1990. I remember a guy telling me where I worked a sales job, he said, unless you're making $125,000 a year, you're not making it. So that's 30 years ago. Uh, so that's 20 years from 30 years ago, uh, 50,120. So that means almost 225. So let's say they're saying at least 300,000. And what's very interesting today is that most people are bragging about how they're making a six-figure income. Well, with inflation, that's not a big deal. Anybody nowadays can probably make a six-figure income. Probably just getting ready to pop over. Your investment time horizon is a major determinant of your title retirement goal and is cost likely. Most folks think they'll live longer than they will. Investment time horizon, your life expectancy. Okay, so just talk about life expectancy. So this is interesting. Following table, bottom line. So let's say you're... 51, you expect to live to 82. My dad is now 87, so his expectation is 93. My mom's 82, so her expectation is 90. I'm 53, so I'm, my expectation is 82, right? I have a friend that's 60, he's 10 years older than me, so he's 64, his is 84, so two years longer than me. But, you know, these are just statistics. So you got to take a look at what is your quality of health right now. Those are statistical. I've noticed that at my age, you're starting to see people die. That wow, they died so young. Oh my goodness. It's, and it's not. It, it's first. It's surprising. You're young. People die in accidents. People die of cancer, and that's a surprising thing. But now you're starting to see people die just because they're playing, getting old. How will you? Pay? And and sometimes it's very sudden and you're and unsuspected. How will you pay for your retirement? Uh, Non-investment income, salary, pensions, right? Social security, business and real estate, right? Business and real estate. So if you have a business or you own investment property, right? Salary, let's see what the other thing there is. I know what they're going after. They're going to try and tell you you need to invest in the stock market. Determining what you need from a portfolio. All right, income, expenses. So not doing anything. So you can write all this stuff down in here. This is pretty much boilerplate stuff you can get anywhere. Using your investments to pay for retirement. All right, income versus cash flow. 
It may seem ped pedantic, but there's a key distinction between income and cash flow. Income is money received and cash flow is money withdrawn, right? For example, dividends, bonds, coupons, payments are, in are considered income. You report them as that on your tax return. These are two completely acceptable sources of funds, but you, if you rely on them solely, it would be selling yourself short. On the other hand, selling a security also generates cash flow. When you sell a security, the difference between that you put in and that you take out is considered a capital gain. Okay, whoop de doo nothing. Well, that's interesting news. No cash flow withdrawn from a portfolio isn't a bad thing. Consider if you had a million dollars, grew 10% last year, you would have realized a $100,000 gain. Right. That means you started with 100000 a million, you got 101100000 capital gains. This isn't really anything different than your portfolio grew 5% last year and paid you 50000 in dividends. Hmm. Yeah? The total return is capital gains plus dividends. Well, they're comparing dividends, right? is the same as pre-tax basis or depending on your situation, selling a security and paying for taxes and capital gains may be more efficient, tax efficient than dividend income. Well, they're just, bottom line, when it comes to paying for your retirement, you should really only be concerned about the total return on your portfolio and after-tax cash flow, not whether it comes from selling securities or regular income. Asset allocation. Uh, we believe and use assets as the single greatest determinant of portfolio returns, right? When people hear their asset allocation could determine if they run out of money or not, there's a common misperception. I'm really moving through this. There's a common misperception that bonds are safer than stocks. This originates in stocks, shorter term volatility. So therefore, retirees looking to avoid volatility, playing it safe, sometimes offer bonds, but often end up neglecting their need return needs so what they're really saying is is a lot of times bonds return like one two percent right and even if they're talking about earlier here that got three percent um inflation you're actually coming out less so uh the one thing about bonds bonds is from what i understand from what i remember and i'm going off the top of my head that is those are loans made right and so when it comes to a company going into a bankruptcy or something the bonds will be repaid first, that you will lose your sec the securities. Um, so uh, bonds, bonds come first. So that's why they're considered probably safer. Stocks actually have a lower volatility standard deviation than bonds over a long period of time. This means that if you have a longer time horizon, stocks may need to make up for a larger percentage of your asset allocation than you previously considered. Okay, they're just saying that if you're going to be investing a long time, stocks are better than bonds. Now, I hear they're starting to sell you. Obviously, this company is in the business of putting people into stocks. Five-year rolling periods, 30-year uh, rolling periods. Now, this is very interesting because it's very easy right now in the stock market for people to say, oh, man, I, you should buy this. Look, my client made 20% last year in this particular uh, uh, stock bond or whatever you want to call it uh, issue. But how did they do over the last five years or 10 years? Because that's really, it's an average of those, an average. And you've got to take a look at that. Anybody right now in the way the market has been the last 10 years, had to have made money. If you're taking 50,000 
out of a million dollar portfolio every year in withdrawals, you're more likely to de deplete your rate of return is too you're, to deplete it if your rate of return is too low. You need to keep 5% of the total rate of return every year just to keep your balance the same, and that's before they're factoring inflation. Okay, so what they're really saying here is when you have a large sum of money in the, in the market, you, there is a minimum amount of money you can take out, right? So let's say you're getting a 6% return or 10% return, uh, so you got a 1100000 Well, if you take 110000 you actually end up at the, year, at the end of the year with a net amount of uh, uh, 990000 So don't take out more than what your percentage is returning. Otherwise, you'll eventually run out of money. Risk of high withdrawals. Common but incorrect assumption is that since equities have historically delivered roughly a 10% annualized average income over the long term, it must be safe to withdraw 10% without drawing down the principal. True. Nothing could be for well. It seems true. Nothing could be further from the truth. Though markets may annualize ten percent over time, returning returns vary greatly from year to year. They're just saying everything goes up and down. Uh, miscalculating withdrawals during the market downturns can substantially decrease your probability of maintaining your principal. For example, if your portfolio is down twenty percent and you take out ten percent distributions, I need about thirty nine percent gain to get it back. Okay, so let's say uh, you're living along and you're going. Uh, you've got a having good returns and you're living off this, you've, you've, you've got an income and a lifestyle to maintain and all of a sudden the market drops 40%. Um, how long is it going to stay down? You could end up taking, and then you have to pull that money out to pay for your lifestyle. You start to deplete your funds. So this is just a live beneath your beans. A difficult decision. As you can see, investing takes requires trade-offs like more short-term volatility for higher returns. Another trade-off that you may have to consider is between, okay, so they're just not really, it's just, it's just, a bunch of gobbledygook. Investment income sources, bond coupons, right? All right. Um, stock dividends. Dividends are attractive. So there's some stocks that, that, that some companies only divest, invest in stocks that repay dividends. I've found that usually a lot of the dividends that stocks have are probably pretty low, but, you know, some people have certain strategies. So... Uh, let's say you have a stock that's trading at $100 a share and it's giving a 5% dividend. So that 5% is $5 off of a $100 share. Um, and then the market drops 50, 60%. Let's say it drops 50% to $50. That $5 dividend is still coming out. So all of a sudden that dividend is a 10% return. So you may jump on that and buy that at that time because you're getting a 10% return. As the market goes up, you may the stock may go up, but you're still getting a 10% return on the market that you have. Now, the thing you have to be very careful of is that companies can can get together and they can vote that when the market's down, that, that they will drop the dividend. So don't think that a dividend can't be made smaller. So let's say you've got a hundred, taking a 5% dividend off of a hundred dollar stock and it goes down $5 or $5. And then all of a sudden, the market drops 50% down to $50, and now you're still getting that $5 stock. They could have a, uh, a vote and, and drop the dividend to $2.50 because they think that maybe the market's not going to return so fast. So you're not at risk of the dividend being dropped. And I've, <laughs> I've had that happen to me where I thought, wow, man, this dividend is so massive on this thing. And, and I got it. One of my friends said, yeah, that's, that's right for the dividend to be, to be dropped. And it didn't. So if you're a smart investor... You realize that might happen. Sell stock. Okay, selling stock to take money. So you have a million dollar portfolio and take 40% out, $40,000 per year monthly distributions, roughly 3000 
$333 a month, I suppose. You might consider keeping around twice as much cash as your portfolio, blah, blah, blah. Okay, generally you can get, okay, annuities. Annuities tend to appeal to investors who fear market volatility for the prospect of losing their principal investment. In an effort to address this risk, some investors choose annuities. They may be attracted to guaranteed withdrawals or minimum returns that seem to take the risk of investing. Annuities are pitched as a simple long-term investment product in their lifetime. Now, I know this company doesn't like annuities, so I'm going to see how they say something in here. You give an insurance company an amount of money called a premium, either in a lump sum or periodic payments. In return, they may elect to... They, you may elect to receive steady income stream or payments over time. In reality, okay, here's where it is. Annuities are complex insurance vehicles that don't always provide the simple safety they often promise. They typically have high cost, complex restrictions, and offer and other risks that could offset the potential benefits. While annuities may not seem risky at first, they may not be the best way to limit risk of losing money. Uh, don't sell or advocate annuities. Let me stop this and restart. All right, and we're back. The next one is REITs, Real Estate Investment Trusts. I've seen this. That was the one that I had done. And I had a REIT that I had purchased, and they dropped the income, the dividend down. So basically, a REIT is a company that sells as a stock an issue on the market, and they, they're, they're owning real estate. Generally, these firms purchase office buildings, retail space, and it's, it's an interesting way to get in. I want to see what they say. REITs generate, okay, so basically if we go up here, what they did was they said, oh, these annuities do certain things, but, you know, but hey, there, there's risks in that, and, and maybe that's something you don't want to do. They don't sell annuities, so therefore that's why they're going to poo-poo them. Uh, real estate investment trusts, so hotels, anything, space, retail uh, space, REITs generate a majority of their revenue from Rental or lease income, they're required to distribute at least 90% of their taxable income annually to shareholders as dividends or, or uh, benefit from favorable tax policy. <clears throat> a company that pays out 90% of its income is often unable to reinvest into the business and grow organically. So as the market matures, the rates broad, so they're probably saying REITs are not a good thing. MLPs, uh, Master Limited Partnerships, are partnerships, publicly traded securities. These are probably because they offer tax advantages. I'm not familiar with MLPs. MLPs do not pay state or federal income tax. Said their tax liability is passed on to their investors. <coughs> MLPs originated in the 80s through laws passed by Congress to encourage investment in energy. I remember the energy and natural resources later. These were tightened and contract MLPs were used as a tax avoidance beyond the intended scope. Now, MLP, okay, so there was a lot of things that happened in the 80s, and, and I recall this. They, that's, this happened with insurance products. And so what happened was people with insurance, let's say, these insur some insurance products, the, uh, they would invest in the market with variable uh, IULs and things like that. And uh, what happened was when something when you went to pull the money out as a loan or, or a death benefit it was not taxable so people were buying very small amounts of insurance uh, death benefit but putting massive amounts of money in there to avoid taxes obviously it must have been a good thing because people were jumping all over it and then the government got in and put a limitation on there so uh, and so now when you buy a insurance product you are only allowed to put so much in uh, the MLPs, it looks like, went through the same process. Uh, any When a use, unit holder sells an interest in MLP, any profit over the adjusted cost basis is taxed as ordinary income. The only time you can consider these long-term capital gains is if there is an increase in the market value. 
This is key because tax rates based on ordinary income are substantially different from capital. Okay, we got two different. We've got ordinary income. That's W-2 income, everything that comes in, and that's taxed at the highest rate. Then you've got capital gains, and I'm going to give you a very specific in uh, instance of this where you'll see the difference. I own real estate, and this even happens in the stock market too, but I'm going to pick real estate. Uh, I buy a property. I turn around. I fix it, and I flip it and I make $100,000 and I do it all in less than one year. I will be taxed at the highest tax rate as ordinary income because I didn't hold it long term. Let's say I decide, so it might be taxed at 30%, you know, 30%, right? 40%, whatever it is. Uh, from what I recall, capital gains is if I hold it for like one year and one day, then all of a sudden I'm not taxed at ordinary income anymore. I am taxed at just, I think, 20%. And that 20%, so think of the money. So $100,000, instead of paying 30% or $30,000, I only pay $20,000, right? So I save myself 10% there. So people, but you got to be careful when you buy and sell things like this, is you got to say, are you going to be taxed at ordinary income, which is like W-2 or working income, or are you going to be taxed at long-term capital gains? So there's a very possibility you could have thousands and thousands of dollars you can change. A lot of people do that in the stock market where they try to wait that one year out and, and so they can take long-term capital gains and then the market plummets and they lose a lot of money. That's, that's something they always talk about. Uh, so here we are. We talk about planning, portfolio management, investment counseling. Okay, blah, blah, blah. All right. Um, fees aligned with your interest, tailored approach, unparalleled surface, investment experience. We do better when you do better. Tailor your portfolio to your goals and needs. Provide cookie. They don't provide cookie cutter portfolios. Calls regularly to keep you informed. Only call when they have something to sell. Okay. Charge one simple straightforward fee. Sell high commission investment products. All right. So that was quite an interesting little thing. It didn't really have anything that I didn't know. So basically what they were trying to do here is they want to get my information and i know that they've tried to call me before what this company does is if you have a portfolio if you have the first thing they asked me was how much money do you have to invest they want a guy who who invests has five hundred thousand dollars sitting in a portfolio of rest i have most of my money in stock market i'm not stock market in, in real estate and probably nothing in 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 uh, the markets right now i'm not saying that i couldn't but the stock real estate has been very good to me so and usually that's what happens is people who are in oil and gas have most of their stuff in oil and gas people who are in the stock market stick in the stock market people who are in crypto stay in crypto people who are in real estate stay in real estate it's good and bad but the other thing is you should invest in what you know and understand so you know those are things i understand so i choose to stick with that um and i also know that a friend told me and they're in the real estate industry is you can't control what the market is going to do in the stock market. If it goes down, it goes down, and you lose money. Uh, in real estate, the person said real estate is very forgiving, and I see that as being true. I've talked with a lot of friends, and, and, and even in the 2007 loss with uh, the markets, uh, with um, apartments, everybody I talked to, they may have gone through a really tough time, but they came out on the other side okay. They didn't really lose any money. Uh, so anyway, so these are, this is a very interesting thing. Nothing worth getting. All this really was a ploy to get my number and information. So the definitive guide to retirement income. 
didn't tell me anything, right? So a lot of times when you get into these classes and stuff, they're more looking to get you as a client. They're not really that interested in, in really teaching you anything. And that is the one thing that's very important. You need to learn for yourself. As Arnold Schwarzenegger one time, they said, and he was a very wealthy man at the time, they asked him, why are you getting your MBA? He says, because I need to know what people are telling me about. If I don't understand what I'm investing in and what I'm doing with my money, somebody can come along and they can just take my money away from me. So it's up to you to learn and understand how this goes. People spend more time in buying a car or buying a house or buying stuff than they spend at all in trying to understand their financial future. And that, that is such a sad thing. So go out there and learn everything you can about your finances. Take the classes. There's so much free information out there, free stuff. Uh, with the internet now, shoot, you can, you can go out and learn everything you want. If, if, and if, if you need help, just uh, let me know. I've, I've got things. I've, I've got places that you can go and, and do this stuff for free, take classes and everything. Of course, a lot of time, uh, even though it may be free, people may be pushing some sort of product. But you know what? It's up to you to learn and understand. That's the most important thing. And find somebody who has your best information, has the fiduciary responsibility for you, right? Anyway, that was good.